Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Good people, Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of Own Your Mark. Man, so glad to be getting on our marks together today. Um, And we are going to continue uh, in a series that we started on our previous podcast called Triggered by the Truth. And uh, I just want to lay out a few things to us today because I think it's important that we live the life that God has created and design and destines for us to live. And sometimes the the thing that prevents that is, uh, well, frankly, sometimes it's our ignorance because we don't know any better. Um, But sometimes it's a little deeper than that. Sometimes when we're presented with information, with truth, uh, we reject that. We won't accept that because of how it makes us feel. And I want to take this uh, episode, uh, particular episode of Triggered by the Truth and really begin to dive in a little bit deeper on on some of why I want to make sure that that we grasp some of the things that I'm going to talk about. So rather than diving into some of the truths that we're going to be talking about going forward, what I want to do is give you a little bit of a snapshot into why we tend to reject those things. So today, I, I really want to talk about kind of the defense mechanism, because again, I want to make sure that we're able to receive these truths and, and part of us being human, part of kind of our natural uh, the way that we are uh, is we have this kind of intuitive defense mechanism. Um, you've seen it with kids before. Kids, if if you literally see a kid do something and you go to him, yeah, did did you just hit him? They they know that they've been seen. They recognize that they've been caught. They get it. And what they'll do is immediately defend themselves by saying, "What? Well, he hit me first, or they did this." It's just kind of this natural thing. If you're married and you're talking to a spouse about something specific. And it's not that they can refute what you're saying, but instead of accepting it, they defend by saying, well, but you, or what about when you, it's like, wait, wait a minute. we you know, we can get to that, but that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is this truth in this moment that we're dealing with. So we have kind of this kind of natural innate um, defense thing that, that jumps up and, and pops up on us that we have to be careful about. And before I start to dive into specific truths that trigger us, I I really want to uh, frankly tell you ahead of time what your likely response is going to be. Uh, And hopefully by giving you how you're going to respond ahead of time, when you respond that way, you recognize it and then you prevent your response from blocking you from actually getting the truth. And, And remember, we have to remember this, the truth is the truth, whether we believe it or not, like the truth is still true whether we accept it or not. Failure to accept it is not going to stop it from being true. Failure to accept it only hurts us and inhibits us from moving forward in that truth to do what we uh, should do, to do what we can do, to help ourselves get better. So I want us to make sure that we we understand that because our defense is, is, is also why uh, it can be hard for us to break through from some stuff, uh, to break free from some stuff. We, we got to think of it in that manner. Us defending what we are, where we are, why we are, us defending something when truth comes in, when we defend it and don't accept the truth, that actually can keep us from uh, from breaking free. Uh, so you don't you don't get free of the bond or the chains or the jail cell that, that you're in because you're defending yourself. And frankly, anything that you defend yourself from, you won't break free from because your defense of it is really the thing that's saying that it's okay. I can stay here. I I can stay in these chains. 
I can stay in these bonds. I can stay in this sale. There's nothing wrong with this. Why are you coming against this? Why are you messing with this? There's nothing wrong here. So, and, and obviously we don't think of it that way, but, but when we do, when we defend uh, something, especially, well, not especially, but directly and especially uh, when something is the truth and, and we defend or we fight against that, what we're really doing is um, allowing ourselves to stay in a bad place, allowing ourselves to stay connected or chained or, or bound, allowing ourselves to remain in a place that the truth is trying to get us out of. So we got to really, we got to really be uh, mindful of that. So, so uh, th the idea today is to kind of give us um, some ways to break through from that and, and, uh, to really guide our response. And, um, just being completely honest, you know, if, if we're, if we're honest, typically the way you're going to respond is defensively. Uh, so I want to tell you why you do that. I want to tell you why you do that. And, and I, I'm hoping that by telling you why you respond that way, then, then perhaps when you respond that way, you'll realize, okay, I see why I'm doing this. I'm not going to let that keep me from, from getting what's real and what's true and, and breaking free. So, so we tend to respond defensively. The reason though, the reason we respond defensively, watch this, is because of where we are. We respond defensively because of where we are. I was in a, a human uh, resource class, a business class um, in college. And it was really interesting. We were, uh, and I don't even really understand how we got to this point, but it was at the beginning of the class and the professor was outlining kind of human resources and some of the things we were going to study and why we we're going to study it and just kind of the idea, the, so, the, the sociology of, of kind of people and, and interacting and things of that nature. Uh, and we got to this idea of why people defend themselves. And, and here's what he said. You defend where you are. And he said, the reason you defend where you are is because you're there. And if you're there, you're a rational person. You're a smart person. You have sense. You know what you're doing. So if you're there, then by default, that place must be a good place. If you're in it, it must be a good place. So you're going to defend it if for no other reason, because you're that now that makes plenty good sense. You know, that 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 makes sense to us on the surface. But what he was saying was, if you find yourself in a place and you're there and that's not a good place and there are issues in that place and they're dysfunctioned in, in that place, but you're in that place, then rather than you see the, the issues and the dysfunctions for what they are. Because you're in that place, you'll start to excuse those dysfunctions and you'll start to excuse those those things that are going on. You'll start to excuse that stuff and dismiss that stuff, because if you're in that place, surely it can't be that bad. And, and he was saying that that becomes the rub when we're in a place. We'll start to turn a blind eye to things that are obvious. But because we're in that place, then it can't be that bad because I'm here. And really what it becomes, watch this. It becomes the defense mechanism because we're there. Ever notice how when you leave, it was the worst thing ever and it was the worst place ever. And I can't believe this and I can't believe that's going on and I can't believe that that's going on over there. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I know there are people who feel that way about the job they're currently on and things of that nature. Um, and, and what I'll say to that is there's still a certain amount of defense that you do even in that because guess what? You're a rational person and you're still there. 
So, so this whole idea of, of part of the reason why we defend something is because we're in it. And to, to not defend it if we're in it actually makes us look bad. It actually speaks negatively on us because people are looking like, well, if all that's going on, then why are you there? If, if it's like that, why are you there? It's the reason you'll defend your sports team, even though you see how bad something is going on. You see how bad the coaching job is, but you got to defend well the referees. Or, or it's the reason you'll defend something with your child. You can see it, but because it's your child and because it will speak negatively on you, if there, there's some sort of negative thing going on, you have to defend it. And, and what I want us to understand is we have to recognize the fact that the simple fact that we're intertwined, the simple fact that we're uh, in the presence of, the simple fact that we're in a situation or a circumstance will by nature dictate that we're going to be more defensive when something comes up against it. Any kind of negative thing. We might know better, but because we're there and, and we don't want it to speak negative on us, we don't want ourselves to look bad. We'll tend to defend it. Now, the reason that's going to be so important going forward is because when you start to come up against new truths, when you start to realize some things, we're going to we're going to tend to be defensive because that truth may make us feel bad or look bad because of what we're in and the fact that we're still in it. And the thing we're going to have to be able to do in that situation is say, "Ooh, that stings, that hurts. But what do I need to do? So, so we're gonna talk through that a little bit. We, we, we gotta be, we gotta be smart there, and we gotta understand that the fact that we're there is gonna cause us uh, a few issues there. Um, because we're in the situation, we're, we're gonna be more likely to defend or uh, to to dismiss anything that we see. So we gotta watch that because that's real, man. That's real, and it can be bad uh, on us if we're in the situation. We won't like how it feels. And uh, here's here's another thing that that we struggle with too. Sometimes when we're in a situation, it just seems too emotionally challenging and it seems like it's too much energy to actually change. So so I just look, it's not that bad. It's, it's all good. You know, we, we start to come up with all kinds of weird sayings. And let me be careful there. We start to come up with stuff to, to kind of justify what we're doing without, you know, really being honest with ourselves. You know, we, we say stuff if if. If it if if we are confronted and let me use this example, y'all know I'm not I'm not picking on anybody, but y'all know you know most of you guys who know me know that I, I I've I've battled and struggled with uh, with my weight for for years and I've it's a constant fight and battle uh, with health and trying to stay healthy and, and fit and things of that nature. So when I talk a lot about health and fitness, it's not me getting at people. Uh, it's just because I study so much in that area, I'm I'm around it a lot. But but you'll start to hear people say things like. You know, well, look, we all got to die from something because they don't want to give up. Like they've been confronted with the truth of eating healthy, of eating better, of what this is doing to your body. And but because it's so emotionally challenging and it costs so much energy to change and do right, we'll say stuff like, well, you know, we all going to die one day. Or we all going to die from something. You know, you might as well enjoy enjoy life. But 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 are you really enjoying it, though? Like the the, the pills and, and the. The, the health problems and the health scale, like, are you really enjoying life? You know, but, but the point I'm making is sometimes when we're confronted with the truth, it can be so, it can seem so emotionally challenging and it can seem like it's going to cost you so much energy that you just defend where you are and decide, I just rather stay bound. I just rather stay in chains. Somebody who's struggling with a drug addiction, who 
has tried to come off, man. They've put energy and they're like, you know, man, that, that, that was so horrible. That was so tough. That was so challenging. You know what? It is what it is, man. I just, I just have to learn how to live and try to be a functioning addict. No, it seems like that it's too emotionally challenging. It seems like it's going to cost you too much energy, but the truth is, the truth is it's actually going to be more detrimental, cost you more in the long run. So we have to be careful that we're not defending ourselves because we're there. And we have to be careful that we're not just defending where we are because we think it's going to be too hard to get out. So so when when presented with these new truths, when presented with things and, and I feel triggered, um, what, what do I what do I need to do? How, how do I need to behave? Um, and, and, and I want to be careful because we got to make sure when we're presented with the truth that instead of being triggered by it that we get enlightened from it. Instead of being triggered by it, we get enlightened from it. And let, let, me, let me say it a little different because frankly, new truths can be very triggering. If, you, if you've thought something all your life and, and you learn something different, li listen, come on now, you, you're going to feel some type of way. Why, why am I just not finding this out? How come nobody told me? Or why have I been in the dark so long? It can be triggering, but we have to, and, and the point of these podcasts are going to be to take us from being triggered and staying triggered to moving towards being enlightened and now getting out of the bondage that we've been in because we haven't known the truth or because we haven't accepted the truth or because we haven't fully walked in the truth. So we got to make sure that when the truth comes, we, we, we move from triggered to enlighten and and move from from being bound because when you stay in that stuff when you stay in it you're actually staying in the bondage so we got to do that so so how do we how do we go well one thing i want to say is we got to stop stop defending and get the truth stop defending ourselves our situation where we are why we are all of that stop defending it it is what it is now give me the truth what do i need to do what what, what do i need to do i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight it anymore what do i need to do and i, and I want to say this too because the, the fight is usually not for the truth the fight is usually against the truth you think about that for a second the fight is usually not for the truth the fight is usually against the truth when we get triggered by something when we're upset about some new truth we're, we're really not fighting uh, we're really just fighting for where we are. We're, it's not about the truth, because because remember, we told you, I told you, the truth is the truth, whether you, whether you believe it or not. The, the truth actually doesn't need a defense. The truth doesn't need a defense. The truth will stand. This is what we always say. You know that you, you don't you don't have to remember the truth because it's always the truth. It's the lie you have to remember because you got to keep rehearsing it and keep telling yourself so that you don't get it wrong. It's it's a lie that's hard to to hold on to. The truth is going to be the truth. You don't have to defend that and and for my christian and, and and my my spiritual folks out there when i say you don't have to defend the truth who immediately thinks about well well what about what about god what about christ and the, the bible tells us to be ready to give an offense what about apologetics and and that's what apologetics is is being ready to give a defense for what we believe but you need to understand when we talk about apologetics or, or defending our faith th that's not defending the truth that's defending why we believe it I, I need to be able to stand up and tell somebody why I trust God, why I trust Jesus, why I believe what I believe. But make no mistake, whether I do that or not, is not going to change the fact that God is truth. It's not going to change that. So when I say we don't need to defend the truth, 
I'm not saying we don't need to defend our faith. I'm not talking about apologetics. I'm simply saying the truth is going to be the truth no matter what. So, so we got to hold on to that. So, so for our purposes today, last couple of things I want to do is I want to give you a few things that we need to do when presented with the truth. Here's what we need to do. Hopefully I've, I've done a decent enough job of, of explaining that when, when we bump up against something that's different from what we've believed and it's being presented to us as truth. Right. And, and we have a tendency to to fight against that. We have a tendency to push back. We have a tendency to defend ourselves. We have a tendency to defend where we are. We have a tendency to say, ah, man, don't, whatever. I ain't nobody trying to accept this, this new, new ideas and these new thoughts. And it, well, first off, they're not new. They've always been. You just hadn't been made aware of them. All right. So but 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 how do we how do we handle that when presented with the truth? Here's what you need to do. The first thing you need to do is reject pride. The first thing you need to do is reject pride because, and, and I want to be very careful and I want to be very clear. I want to be careful because I don't want to lose you before we even get started. But I want to be very clear because this is actually the real issue. Pride is the issue. Pride says I can't be wrong. Pride says if I'm here, then this might must be the right place. Pride says if I said it, then it, that must be right. Pride says, if I did it all these years and I must have been, are you telling me I'm wrong now? Are you kidding me? I can't be wrong. And the first thing we have to do when we are presented with truth is to reject pride because pride is going to try and convince us that we need to push off any and everything that doesn't fit into what we already understand and know. And here's the problem with that. If you push off everything that doesn't fit into what you already understand and know, you have already limited yourself from truth. Because how could you know everything? Lest you be God. How could you know everything? You, there, there ought to be things that come against you almost, frankly, almost on a day-to-day -day basis. If you are a reader, if you are uh, an intellect, if you are, if you're a person who studies, if you're a person who lives, you, you can't go seven days without being like, wait, I never knew that. Wow. Is that true? Let me look into that. Like there, uh, unless you've just closed yourself off and I'm telling you, if you believe the same stuff at, at 30 that you did at 18, if you believe the same stuff at 40 that you did at 20, if, if, if nothing has shaped your brain, your mind different. If nothing has bumped up against your ideas, your ideology, your thinking, the way that, that you were raised. and so, If nothing has caused you to challenge anything, then I am going to tell you now, and I know this might upset you, but I am going to tell you now that you have been walking in pride. If nothing has changed from age 20 to age 40, then you got 20 years of pride you've been walking in. It, it has to be. There is no way that any of us has it all figured out. No way. So if you haven't allowed anything to adjust the way you approach the world, if you haven't allowed anything to challenge the way you think, if you haven't allowed anything to adjust the way you maneuver and move, then the only answer to that is you have been in such pride that nobody has been able to tell you anything. Nobody has been able to alter your worldview. Nothing. No, no I've been serving Jesus since I've been 20. So nothing can change because I have him. You telling me Jesus been in your life for 20 years and he hadn't come against any of your thoughts, your ideologies, your behaviors, your way of, of doing anything. Then I'm going to tell you again, you've been walking in pride and perhaps that wasn't Jesus, but that was a figment of Jesus that you made up. So you didn't have to change anything in your life. I know that's tough, man. Golly, that hit me when I said it. 
I know that's tough, but but I got to tell you because I love you. The first thing we're going to have to attack when it comes to understanding this idea of true is we're going to have to reject pride. And I'm telling you to reject pride. I'm not telling you to beware of pride. No, no, no. It's there. I'm not talking about there on you. I'm talking about there on you. I'm not talking about it might be. The, I'm, it, it's something we all struggle with. We inherited it with the fall. When sin came in, pride was the number one thing that was attached to it. It's the reason we defend ourselves when we know we're wrong. It's the reason we won't accept stuff that we know is right. It's the whole reason we fight the way we do it is pride and until you reject it you'll be it'll be hard for you to to obtain retain and accept new truths into your life now when i say new truths i want to be very careful i'm not talking about jesus jesus the same yesterday today and forevermore god the same yesterday today and forevermore i'm talking about our understanding of him being enlightened to see him more and more and more and understand him better and better and better and if you don't, if you don't know him better deeper more then maybe it's been pride that's been keeping you from him and perhaps we need to to I, I got to say it, P perhaps we need to investigate if it was really him that we met, because if nothing in my life has changed, then maybe it wasn't him that I met. Maybe it was just my pride and I had to defend everything that I was in. Yeah, I met Jesus, but I still do all the stuff I used to do. Yeah, I met Jesus, but I still I still run the streets like I used to run in the streets. I met Jesus, but I still do. I haven't altered anything in my life. Then I got to ask, was that Jesus you met? We have to reject pride. We have to reject pride when we are, if we're going to accept the new truth. That's the first, like, if we don't do that, then everything else I'm going to say really is not going to, to land because it's going to all be refuted. It's going to all be rebuffed. It's going to all be thrown off by the pride that you have. So the first thing we have to do is reject pride. The second thing we have to do is double check the truth. Uh, listen, I, I tell you the truth needs no defense because you can double check it, triple check it, quadruple check it. Uh, quintuple check it. It doesn't matter. Every time you check it, it's going to come out and be the same. So, so I'm not, I'm not trying to put us in a position where, oh, this thing is true. I just got to accept what he said. No, I'm not saying accept what somebody says. I'm saying when presented with truth, then, then we have to accept that truth. But I don't just mean we accept people's blind words randomly. No, we need to double check. Okay. That's, you know, that's different than what I thought. And pride will say, that's different than what I thought. We stop right there. No, when I reject pride and I hear something that's different than what I thought, I say, okay, that's different than what I thought. Let me investigate that because that could change everything. That that could alter everything. And, and, and I, I just give this small illustration real quick because, you know, I love the relationship that I have with my wife and she and I, um, you know, I, I grew up in a in an interesting way in the sense that being the, the firstborn um, I, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, uh, especially during summers and things of that nature. So, so I grew up in a, in a little bit of an antiquated way of viewing women, um, because the, the way my grandfather was raised and the way that, that he viewed women, it was, it was more, uh, cut and dry with, with roles. And I go out and work and you stay in the house and you keep the house and you like, it was just so cut and dry. And, and as I grew up to, to, to get married, this, this whole idea of truth was coming at me from a different way. As I'm studying the Bible, I'm like, okay, God, show me how to be a husband to my wife. Show me how to do these things. And as I begin to look at things, I'm looking at my wife and I'm saying, wait, she's really skilled here, here, and here. But, but this, is, this is different from the way I saw granddad do it. This is even different from the way... I, I saw my parents do it. I, I, I don't understand, like, which, which way do I go? Do I just do what I saw? 
or or do I do do I do I alter things and go a different way? And as I'm studying the word, I'm like, okay, but where is it in the Bible that it says she has to do this, this, and that? Like, where is that? And it wasn't in there. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Being being a husband doesn't mean I dictate to my wife what she has to do. Being a husband means I observe. And as as the one that God has placed in the head, as the one who is uh, supposed to be the overseer in the home, I'm supposed to see what works best in my home. When God brings man and wife together, he is making a new creation. And, and it would not be smart for me to try and force a particular role on her where she may not be as in-depth, but instead I see where she's good. I see where she can really be a blessing to this marital unit and this household. It would make more sense for me as the leader to put her in those positions or to 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 me to adjust where I'm good and to adjust where she's good and we work together and as we did that I saw our marriage just just go uh, to new heights and, and the reason I use that as an example is because I had to double check okay I'm thinking that these I'm a I'm presented with some truth but wait this is looking different let me go double check and as I did that I realized oh I gotta I gotta handle my my marriage completely different than the way I've seen some of these other marriages handle themselves. I gotta, I gotta handle my kids completely different than the way I've seen some of these other kids be handled. I, I gotta, I gotta maneuver in the family. I, I have to maneuver for my mental health. I have to maneuver for my health completely different than what I've seen. And the problem is, if we just do what we've seen, if we just eat what we saw them eat, if we just say what we saw them, if we do that stuff, it can be detrimental. And when presented with the truth. When we double check it, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can go this way. I don't have to do it the, the exact way they did it. I can take good principles uh, and make sure I put those in place. But but when I look at the Bible and I'm presented with the truth, that's where I need to stand. That's where I need to lean on. So the first thing is reject pride. The second thing is double check the truth. It's fine. Double check it, triple check it, whatever you got to do. The truth will always bear out. And that's where we need to be. So when presented with the truth, double check it. And when you find out it's true, here's the third thing you got to do. Accept the new information. Like accept it, man. Sometimes this is difficult because you may have been in a season or in a situation for years and years and years and years. And you have to come to grips with the fact that you have been wrong all this time. But the only thing worse than realize you've been wrong for 20 years is to realize you've been wrong for 20 years and keep on being wrong. When you double check the truth when you've rejected pride and you see this information accept the new information like take it okay here's the new information now what do i do take the new information the fourth thing you got to do welcome the backlash i, I gotta tell you man I, i'm gonna be completely honest about by my me personally when when i me and my wife when we made decisions to do things differently yeah we got some backlash we got some backlash from people um, we got backlash. In some cases, we got backlash from family. That's all right. You got to welcome that backlash. Listen, the, the, the best thing you can do in a situation where you're accepting the truth of God, the best thing you can do is to accept that backlash and don't allow it to push you off the spot. Don't allow it to make you change your mind. The truth is the truth, whether you accept it or not. Accepting the truth will actually be the thing that helps somebody else finally accept true as well. So just because there's backlash, because listen, anytime you're doing things different than what somebody else has done, anytime you're doing things um, in an alternate fashion, anything you're going, uh, anytime you're going, what they consider you going against the grain, there's going to be backlash. But again, the truth will hold. The truth will stand on its own. 
So, so accept whatever backlash comes. Here's what I always say. It means what it means. If it means we can't be friends for a while, then, then prayerfully, when you realize the truth, we can be friends again. If not, listen, I'd rather be with the truth without you than being a lie with you. I, I'm going to just set that right there. You, you do with that what you want. I, I, I'll say it again. I'd rather be in the truth without you than being a lie with you. Come on now. So, so you got, you got to just, when you, when you accept that new information, when you accept that truth, you got to be okay with whatever comes. Welcome to bash, the backlash. It is what it is. It means what it means. But now you have the truth and that means you're going to be breaking yokes in your life. That means you're going to be breaking bonds in your life. That means chains are going to be broken off of you. That means you get out of the jail cell. That means your height, your life can now soar to new and new heights, which is the fifth thing. It is now you just receive the benefits. Now you receive the benefits. Man, if you've been eating a certain way because you've thought a certain thing and you find out it's a lie and you change your eating habits and now you're eating different and better, you are going to receive the benefits. There might be some people looking at you sideways, talking this or talking that and saying this and saying that and calling you eating habits, this, whatever. But I'm getting the benefits. I'm healthy. I feel better. I'm stronger. Whatever. Receive the benefits now. Extrapolate that to the spiritual side. You walking with God now, you've, you've received new truths and, and you don't have to, to talk down to your wife. You don't have to, to be negative and, and disrespectful to your husband just because you, you've seen that and, and all of this crazy stuff that, that we see and all that. And all of a sudden, now your marriage go to new heights and people looking at you sideways now because they can't understand why y'all walking in the blessings of the Lord. Because when two, uh, how, how can two walk together unless they agree? And now all of a sudden that the two of you guys have, have come together on one accord. If one can slew a thousand, two can slew ten thousand. Now all of a sudden demons are fleeing from your house because you together on one accord. And now everything is up and up and up. And people trying to figure out how you walking in blessings and they make more money than you and how they walking, how you walking in blessings and they got better credit than you and how you walk because you decided to accept the new information. Now, everything around you is being broken free. And the reason I want to share this with you is because this is the thing that gets you free. The truth shall set you free. And it means what it means. So here it is. All right. I'm telling you now. That as we go through this podcast, as we go through this series uh, of podcasts called Triggered by the Truth, you really, you got two choices to make. One, you can be defensive and you can shirk it off. All right. It ends there. You, re you remain where you are. Okay. Two, you can understand your, your innate natural tendency to be triggered and to be defensive. And you can arrest that. And you can say, nope. I'm going to be enlightened by this information. I'm going to double check it. I ain't going to just take what he say. I'm going to double check it. But when I find the truth, the truth needs no defense. When I find the truth, I'm going to do that. I'm going to reject my pride because my pride is what's going to, going to cause me to react in being triggered. That's, that's pride puffing up in me. I'm going to reject that. I'm not going to let that have room. I'm going, to, I'm going to check the information. When I find it to be true, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to welcome whatever, whatever it means. However, I got to alter and change my lifestyle because of what I just found out to be true. It means what it means. I'm going to welcome that backlash. I'm going to accept that truth. I'm going to make the necessary changes. And then I'm going to receive the benefits. I am going to walk in newness of life. I'm going to walk out of the jail cell. I am going to be, have the yokes broken over my life. I am going to have the chains fall off of me. I, you will be surprised. At how many people, the only thing that's keeping them bound is that they won't accept the truth that Christ has set them free. That's it. 
The only thing keeping you bound is that you don't really believe you hadn't accepted the truth that he has freed you. And I'm telling you that there are so many little things, so many things the enemy does to keep us in bondage, to keep us tied to a thing, to keep us believing something that as fact, that's not true, to keep us holding on to some, some tradition, to keep us holding on to some misplaced loyalty, to keep us holding on to some wrong idea that we don't realize that the reason we're not free is not because Christ didn't set us free. It's because we won't walk out of the jail cell no more. It ends now. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I am telling you, we reject pride. We check the truth. We accept the truth. Whatever may come, whatever backlash may come, so be it. We can then receive the benefits and not just be free, but actually live free. Look, man, I pray something has been said on this podcast that'll be a blessing to you. I'm telling you, man, we're going to dive into it. We're going there. So come on along this journey with me. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Um, if we can do anything for you, pray for you. However, we can be a blessing to you. Let us know. Reach out to us at uniquelifechurch.org. Also, if the Lord is laying on your heart to be a blessing to the ministry so that we can continue to do things like this and put out this content, uh, certainly you can go to uniquelifechurch.org to do that as well. Again, I pray that something that will say it will be a blessing to you. Know that I'm thinking about you. Know that I'm praying for you. God bless you. God keep you. And I love you.